Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at NewBalance.com. Welcome back to the Junkyard Dogcast, everybody, and it's a special Junkyard Dogcast. I'm Jake Rowe with Dogs 24-7. With me is Rusty Mansell, and Georgia has a commitment. Uh, uh, the number one junior college cornerback in the country, uh, Dejan Nugget Warren, has uh, committed to Georgia, and it's a big one. It is massive, and, and it's massive for a couple of different reasons, uh, and, and we're going to get to those. And and uh, Rusty broke this. He's got some inside scoop on it. Before we get any further into, you know, discussing what's going on and all that stuff, Rusty, give us a little backstory here because this is a huge gift for Georgia. Man, I think – oh, gosh. I mean, you're talking about a position of need. And, I mean, defensive back for Georgia in this class, you, we, you're going to talk about this more as the season goes on. But, I mean, if fans start really digging into this, you know, especially if Tyson Campbell leaves early, man, you're talking about you're losing a lot. DJ Daniel, probably Eric Stokes, Tyson Campbell, Richard LeCount. Mark Webb, these guys are going to get drafted. I mean, this not you're not just losing good players. You're going to lose guys who are going to get drafted. So, obviously, this class is very, very important along with the 2020 classes on campus. Already got Keely Ringo hurt. I'm not going to go on about that. But what you said, this is a huge one. Uh, caught everybody a little off guard, including myself. Everything I'd heard up until about two weeks ago, this was probably a Penn State deal. A uh, young man reached out to me. It's crazy. I'd only talked to him once. He did reach out to me. And the connection there was he asked me if I did MJ Sherman's commitment video. And I said, yes, 24-7 did it. And there was a spot in MJ Sherman's video. If you go back and watch, I took a picture of him when I was in Baltimore uh, that day filming his commitment last year. We took a picture of him, in a, in a, and there was a building behind him where he grew up, and we put his highlights on that building. And it was very cool. Our, our headquarters guy, we got a great video guy, by the way. Uh, Colin Bell, I'll give him some pub. Colin put that on there. A lot of kids liked it. Well, well Nugget saw that. And, uh, you know, you, you see the commitment video. If you watch some of those pieces in there, you see almost the same thing where he was standing at a building at his high school, uh, where he went to high school there in Maryland. And and uh, we got some of the clips on the building, you know, on his high school gym. So, you know, that's how it all came together. I know it's a surprise for everybody. You know, Georgia definitely needed some good news. And, man, they got it this morning with, with Nugget. Uh, that's what he goes by, Nugget Warren. And uh, that was a huge, huge deal to get a, a, a guy this elite. Uh, it's, a, it's a Juco player. So, you know, what they've done with DJ Daniel, they sold, they sold him as well. I'll tell you what, when you, like you said, digging into this, right? Um, right now, Georgia has, is in as good a shape as anybody in terms of cornerbacks for the 2020 season. Correct. with experience because they have three guys with 11 or more starts under their belt. DJ Daniel has 11. Tyson Campbell, I think, has 13. Eric Stokes has somewhere, I, I, I want to say, like 16 or 17. They've got a ton of experience in that position. Now, granted, Kirby Smart has said in the past 
that this is a position that's a little bit easier to learn than other positions on the defense because they play so much man defense. But when you start to talk about where things are in the future, and like you said, Tyson Campbell, Eric Stokes is also eligible to come back for a season, but he's a guy that could be a first-round pick. I mean, they if if they missed on guys like Dejon Warren or or you know a Nylon Green or or somebody like that, if if they if they didn't do a really good job in this class, they were going to be begging and praying that that one of those guys decided to come back and and partner up with with Jalen Kimber and Keely Ringo. And this is just another instance. I've said this about Sam Pittman. I've said it about Georgia just in general. But when you recruit at such a high level, when you recruit elite prospects, when you get guys that can play the game like an Eric Stokes can, he wasn't an elite prospect, but he, he was such a raw talent, and they developed him. I mean, you've got to keep stacking the cupboard because those guys aren't going to be around for four or five years for you. And, and Eric Stokes has been around that long, but DJ Daniels is only going to be here for two years. Tyson Campbell's there's a chance he's only going to be around for three years and Keely Ringo's a type that can be a three and done type player and he's going to miss most if not all probably all of the 2020 season and so you got to kind of keep it going you got to kind of keep it uh, bringing in these big time guys and Dejon Edwards is a huge get and he's a guy that you never recruit a junior college prospect Rusty unless you think they can play right away and and this is a guy that they want to help immediately. Dejon Warren, I know you're getting your, your, your running back from Colquitt mixed up in there. Um, yeah, I'm not I, – I, I, I'm bad with names in general now that I don't cover recruiting full-time anymore. It's easy, but Nugget – you know, I asked him too. I said, you know, why, where did the word Nugget – how did that come up? And he said he was a, a freshman playing, said he barely had played football before. He said, man, all I knew is I could run fast. And they put him out there for punt returns one day, and he was a freshman. And – you know, he said he coach came up to him and said, Man, you know, he said he had a good punt return or something in practice. And the coach said, What's your name? He said, It's Dejon Warren. He said, Not anymore, just Nugget. And he said, Man, it just stuck. I mean, for for all through high school, uh, they called him Nugget, and that's what everybody knows him as. But uh, I can tell you, I can tell you after seeing him in person, he definitely is a at least five eleven and a half, uh, six foot type guy. I mean, listen, Georgia doesn't recruit you if, if you're not anymore. So uh, you know, this is the guy that can that can come in. Listen, when you recruit a JUCO, you bring him in to play. And uh, he's not going back to his school, is not having a fall uh, season. So he's going to stay home and finish his classes online and work out. He will be in Athens uh, in late December, already on track for that. So it's a mid-year. He's a corner. Uh, he's the industry-wide 24-7 sports composite number one corner in the country. He's the number two player overall in junior college. So it was a big, big battle with Penn State down the end. I know everybody – I think the entire industry had picked Penn State um, on every site. So this one's definitely was a surprise. Um, and, and like I said, I knew about it for a couple of weeks. And, uh, you know, we got his video done for him. And uh, today's his birthday, and he wanted to – Surprise his mom with a commitment and uh, commit on his birthday. But that was a huge get for Georgia. I mean, they got to have more. Don't get me wrong. And when I talked to him, I asked him, you know, I said, what's Georgia telling you? He goes, man, they need DBs. Like, not only do they want, they're glad I'm commit, they want me to, to recruit guys to come with me so we can, you know, have a deep secondary like they got right now. So, you know, he's not the type that's going to be scared off by numbers in this class. He understands Georgia's going to bring in and he's going to go to, he's going to start recruiting others to join him. Now, if you've ever seen the movie Cinderella Man, 
I, I love it. it. You know, Paul Giamatti, Russell Crowe's story of Jimmy Braddock. He may, he has a quote in that movie and he says, Hey, I've put a little bit of distance between my kids and the street and Georgia has put themselves with, with adding Dejan uh, Warren, the, they've put themselves, given themselves a little bit of distance between, you know, being where they want to be in the cornerback class and, and, and being at cornerback in 2021 and disaster almost, especially if all those guys leave and then you've got just a bunch of young dudes coming back. Getting a junior college guy, a guy that's going to be 20 years old when he's on campus, maybe 21, I'm not sure of his age. But what you do there is, is you've got a guy to team up with Keely Ringo and Jalen Kimber and, and kind of give yourself some guys that are ready to play Getting him in as an early enrollee will be huge because if Georgia ends up play, Georgia ends up having a uh, if Georgia ends up having uh, you know a bowl game if everything goes as planned he'll get in some of those practices and do like DJ Daniel did and that's where he initially impressed was in those first few bowl practices and that's just something that Georgia will have working um, on its side there and and, and that'll be huge. Uh, let's take a quick break here, Rusty. And on the other side, let's talk about kind of what's left on the board for Georgia at cornerback. They've got two defensive back commitments already. I uh, want to get your opinion on kind of who maybe be able to help out at cornerback there and, and how versatile those guys are, and, uh, and we'll discuss who they have a chance to get a commitment from in the future. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here and this season takes it to a whole new level old school legends modern power players and ex-lovers are all competing in cape town south africa for the prize of three hundred thousand dollars and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast listen to mtv's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts all right rusty now it's it's pretty cut and dry here there aren't a ton of, of big-time cornerback-type prospects on the board uh, still there. What does Georgia have right now in the defensive backfield? Is there anybody you feel can play corner and who's left? Yeah, I definitely think Nylon Green is a, is a player that can play uh, as a corner, long, lengthy guy. I mean, he's a major, major, major target for Georgia. My understanding, he was back up at Tennessee this past weekend. It looks like it's a Georgia-Tennessee battle, and that's starting to become a big thing uh, with some of these guys. But uh, Nylon Green out of Newton County, unfortunately, right now, Newton is not playing football. So, those kids are just kind of working out. So, I hope that things change for them. They can have a senior season. Uh, you look at Kamari Lasseter, young man out of Tuscaloosa, uh, Georgia, Auburn, Clemson, battling for this young man, too. I think he's a corner. I think the wild card in this is Terry and Arnold. I, I, you know, I was in South Georgia a couple of weeks ago. And I was in Thomasville, Thomas County Central. I knew I was about 20 minutes from him. So I hit him up, said, hey, man, you working out? Uh, they hadn't started football there yet. So got a chance to go down and meet him, watched him. He was very cool. Works out with his uncle. Mom does a workout class right right next to them. So they all get a bunch of 
uh, you know, afternoons together. He works out with his uncle in the mornings at 5.30 in the morning. Then he works out in the afternoon in the weight room. So he struck me looking at him like body type. You know, people see Mark Webb, how tall he is and how put together he is. Uh, you know, Tarion kind of reminds me of that. I know Florida's involved, Alabama, Auburn, everybody's involved with him. And I think it could go down to the, to the end. I think he could play corner or four-star for Georgia if he were, they were to get him. But the good news is there is at least three major targets left on the, on the uh, I would say, shelves right now for Georgia's recruiting. And uh, I don't know that Georgia could turn it. I don't think they'd get all three, but I don't know they could turn down all three either, which would make it very interesting how this class fills out. But uh, I know Nylon Green is, you know, because the in-state kid is such a major, major target for them. But you look at the guys that got committed, like a Javon Bullard, it's a young man out of Baldwin County High School. We didn't get a chance to see him at all, you know, because of the summer camp season. But, you know, Tennessee was in on that. South Carolina was in on that. Georgia, uh, being the home state school, a little bit closer. You know, they, they, they really recruited him hard. So I think he's more of a corner tight than David Daniel. I think David Daniel is a safety. A uh, young man that continues to work hard and, you know, he's trying to recruit for this class. So he's kind of, you know, he kind of gets lost on the shelf because he's been, he's been committed so long. But, you know, don't discount David Daniel. I've seen him a couple of times live. I've watched him play a game. I watched him play in the Georgia League Classic. You know, he's a guy that I think is going to be a safety for them and they need help at safety. So, you know, you're right, Jake. This class needs corners and safeties, man. And they not only they need, they got a hit on these guys because they could be extremely and dangerously thin. Um, you know, if something doesn't work out and they get these guys. So we'll see. But getting getting Nugget Warren today was a very, very big get for Charlton Warren, very big get for Kirby Smart and his staff. Absolutely. And, you know, one thing I want to ask you, Rusty, you, you mentioned the idea that the, the fact that Georgia, if they could get all three, you don't think they would turn down all three. Obviously, you've got a pure cornerback in Warren. Yep. But is is there – is there a number you think Georgia has to hit at, at cornerback? I mean, do they need to get at least – do they need to get one more and they're in good shape, or do they have to get two more to be in good shape? Where would you say that that, that kind of mesh point is? I, I, any way, shape, fashion, or form how this lays out, I can't see Georgia without three corners in this class. I just can't. They had Keeley Ringo and Jalen Kimber in the last class, and Keeley's already out for the year. So, you know, like I said, I mean – you don't know what's going to happen, but they're very well. These guys could very well leave early. Stokes, Tyson, Campbell. So then you're then you're, you know, you're in a situation of you're. And listen, they open up with Clemson. Oh, by the way, so you know you won't be out there with some guys that's never started. I mean, they they've got to get some guys and get them in and get them ready. So I still think they got to have three uh, three corners minimum. How this thing breaks down uh, out of out of probably five total. Well, there's clearly, you know, a lot, you know, left there, a lot of work left to do. And, and you know, one thing I will say is this. I mean, I, I know Georgia has missed on a couple guys. I mean, uh, you know, the kid out of uh, – uh, and, Russ, you can help me with his name. Uh, the kid, the five-star, Tony Grimes. Tony uh, you know, he was Tony a reclassify. Yeah, he, yeah, he was a reclassify. So, Jordan and Georgia didn't have any room. They couldn't have got him if they wanted him. Yeah, I mean, if, if they uh, – uh, Yeah, when Georgia took JT Daniels, that, that was done for them. I mean, yeah. that was done for the – you know, and look. Hell, you're sitting there in May and you got a chance to take JT Daniel. You take JT Daniel. I mean, that's yeah. just, just, you just got to do that. Well, they made that decision and they were out. You know, Jordan Hancock's another one. Uh, 
a young man at North Gwinnett they recruited really, really hard who ended up committing to Clemson, then decommitted from Clemson, which is extremely rare, and now he's committed to Ohio State. And incidentally, he's sitting out in his senior year uh, at North Gwinnett, so he'll be up in Ohio State uh, in, in January, and he's one of those players that wants to know, which we, nobody has an answer, but he's one of those guys that wants to know if they have a spring season, can he play immediately now that there's no penalty? So could be a situation where Jordan Hancock doesn't play his senior season at North Gwinnett, but could be playing immediately at Ohio State in January. And one thing that kind of, you know, if you're Georgia's staff, and I'm sure they're not belly aching and spending too much time thinking about this, but I bet it's crossed Kirby Smart or Charleston Warren's mind is how about it sucks that they didn't get to get guys out there and watch them run and, and, and identify that Eric Stokes in this class. They didn't get, to, they didn't get the camps to see, oh, man, there's a six-foot kid with, with, you know, with some flexibility, some hip flex and the, and the ability to kind of turn and burn a little bit, and he can fly. And they're not able to find that guy. And, and not only that, they didn't get to find that guy in track season. D.J. Daniel, same guy. I mean, yeah. if D.J. Daniel doesn't work out at Georgia in June of two years ago, he's not at Georgia. It just it doesn't happen. I mean, especially now with these guys and get a chance to work everybody out. So, listen, it's not poor, pitiful Georgia. Everybody's going through this. Everybody. I had, a, I had an SEC coach tell me about two weeks ago, he said, look, there's going to be a lot of bust in some of these recruiting classes. There's going to be a lot of guys hit that were probably lower ranked. And that's not a knock to y'all. Y'all didn't get to see them. We didn't either. So uh, it's going to be interesting how this class plays out. But but the no camp stuff is, you know, it's very, very uh, – it's going, to, it's going to press some issues for some staffs and, and, and trust in some film. It makes you wonder if uh, if the Kent States and the, uh, the Marshalls and uh, Troy and, and SMUs of the world don't end up, you know, getting one or two more NFL type of players in this class than they normally would. You know, obviously those schools have done a pretty good job of, you know, you've, you've, you can find mid-major kids in every NFL draft in top 100 picks and they turn out to be excellent football players. You wonder if, you know, when we're looking at this thing four years from now, Rusty, if we're not seeing several of these mid-major schools that maybe have – three or four guys drafted in, in, in the, you know, first, second, and third rounds as opposed to the one or two every couple of years they have because of some guys slipping through the cracks and, and, and not getting evaluated, not getting the full court press from, from the power five schools and the, and the recruiting powers of the world. I'm interested in going back and look at our rankings. You know, we always take a peek and go back and look. But for us, I want to go back and look and say, hey, 2020 was it, 2021 was a year that we didn't get to evaluate. Not only we didn't get to evaluate many – 2021s we didn't get to see the 2022s which most of those guys camp their junior year so you know we didn't get to see them at nikes and under armors and i didn't you know i had an mvp camp that was mostly 23s and, and, and some 22s but you know it's all new to everyone and it's a, it's going to be an educated guess the best you can with evaluations and that and i've said it before on the board and i've said it now i go to practices now like it's 2009 i go and film practice now if the coach lets me I'll go shoot 16 17 18 plays and I send it into our ranking committee and say hey here's this guy and I did it for most of the 2023s that, that made the, the the early top 100 on 24 7 sports last week and certainly uh Levius Overton uh LT Overton what he goes by I went by and shot probably 35 practice clips of him sending in the office and said here you go guys and and they made the you know decision to make him number one in the country so we're having to be creative and we're, we're fortunate we're able to go out and see the kids and film them 
right now colleges are whew, it's a different world well what we know now is georgia got a really big one both both in terms of recruiting momentum yes. and need uh you know getting getting dejon warren and and you hit on this but you can't be stressed enough a guy that was crystal balled unanimously to penn state uh you know georgia goes out they pull one that maybe i think everybody knew that georgia was in it and they clearly were in it but getting a guy like that at a position of need at this point in the process i think is is just massive and and he's a guy that's an instant contributor type guy is a guy that you know won't be around long but but can make an impact right away and he goes really well with the two freshmen they got in last year's class in, in Kimber and Ringo and and uh, George is going to be pounding the bricks trying to get another one maybe two more and uh, and kind of see how it works out and we'll have all that covered for you at Dogs 24-7. We'll be back with you later this week to talk about Georgia's preseason camp and, and how things are going there but man, for this episode. And man I got stuff for that one. Oh yeah. We'll just save that one. Yeah yeah we're, we're going to have some stuff there. I had an insider notes piece on uh on Thursday there, uh, you know, some, some stuff there about Zamir White, uh, some stuff about uh, some other guys that are, that, are, that are real big, you know, contributors and, and you know, George Pickens. Uh, so, you know, we're, we've got a, we got a little more time to get our ear to the ground. We're going to share some of that with you later on this week, so make sure you tune in. But for this episode, I'm Jake Rowe. He's Rusty Mansell. We're both from Dogs 24-7, and this is the Junkyard Dogcast. You guys take it easy. Wednesday. We have so many cool, diverse people from different backgrounds, different beliefs, different upbringings, and it just keeps growing. I'm a citizen of the United States. I'm a hustler. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm the queen of the tribe. I am playing whatever role I gotta play. I'm gonna play this game for speed. I ain't going down like no punk. A new Survivor Wednesday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. 